Hi everybody and welcome to the Inspired and Authentic podcast with me, your host Katie Ford and here I wanted to talk for the first season of this podcast about lessons and things that I've learned over the last five or six years of running my own businesses, being within the veterinary space, creating impact, being part of so many awesome projects and also outside of that space as well. And I sat for a while and I thought about what would be the 10 things that I wish that I could go back and tell me 10 years ago. And actually, I could have done 50 things. There are so many of them, but I've picked my 10 favorites to talk about. And please do take what you need from this. I want this episode to be almost like a voice note to a friend. I want it to feel encouraging. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be real for you. And take what you need. There'll be some things that I say that you think, Mm, that's probably not for me or maybe I'll come back to that another time and that's okay cool so thinking about what the lessons are one of the things that I talk to a lot of people about is getting started with a project taking action whether that's for a side hustle a small business a campaign that they're doing and often they come to me and they say I've got this idea what you do is so inspiring and I just haven't figured out the first way to do something about it yet And then when we dive in and we start chatting, quite often it tends to be the fact that that little perfectionist type voice is coming in. And coming from a profession where there tend to be quite a lot of tendencies of this and fear of failure, it's a really common conversation, right? And it's something that's come up for me over the years and I just wanted to share some stories and some insights and hopefully inspire a few people while still being authentic, of course, too. So... I always think the idea of perfect, first of all, if that's something that comes up for us, I think we need to forgive ourselves a little bit because you know that negative voice that we've all got that pops up and tells us that we're not good enough, we haven't done enough, we haven't achieved enough. Well, through the years, that's been formed through experiences and through repetition. And often we were rewarded for perfect or maybe we were berated for not being perfect we kind of ended up with this really weird stereotype of what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. And for every given situation, our mind will dive back into its history books and all the things it's been taught previously to create this cross-reference as to how it thinks we should be doing things and then shout super loud at us if we're not doing it in that way. And generally speaking, perfect, as we say in one of my businesses at Vet Empowered, is a mind-made construct it is this illusion that we've been given that we'll eventually get to. But in my experience, you know what perfect is always about two inches away from what you've just achieved, even if you've hit every target. That little voice will pop up with its yeah, but, yeah, but. Let's remember, we didn't choose that. We didn't choose its stories. And whilst it's piping up from inside of us, the things that it says aren't our stories. And we can start to meet that with a little bit more kindness to you like you know what I hear you and I always found that when I sat and thought about it the number of conversations that I've had with people and the conversations that I've seen online there are so many incredible ideas and dreams that never happen because this idea of I'm not going to take action until I can do it perfectly they just get quashed right they just they end up just in the bin when they could have been incredible things There's a fantastic quote that says, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. So one of the lessons that I had was letting go of perfect. One of my other business partners always says, 
Don't let perfect get in the way of good enough. And this doesn't mean that we don't have high standards, we don't strive for doing good work, we don't strive for doing meaningful work. It means that sometimes we take a more clear view of that. We gain some perspective and be like, okay, what actually is the criteria that needs to be hit here? And what would help me take some of those pressures that I didn't choose off? What would help me moving forward to make that feel a little bit safer for me? Because as we've said, perfect doesn't really exist. And actually, there's some really incredible things to imperfection because that brings some uniqueness and it brings character and it's what makes the way that we do things us because we're all unique. We can't compare unique. So one of the things when I look at this as a lesson is first of all, embracing that, embracing the imperfections, embracing our own unique ways of doing things and actually looking at what am I asking of myself here? Is this what I choose or is this somebody else's story? Because often, without us even realising, without us even being aware of it, we are finding ourselves being held to a standard that nobody can ever hit. And then when we're not hitting that, you know, we feel like an imposter. Well, I had to ask for help with it. I didn't do it quickly and easily the first time. I didn't know everything. I didn't do it perfectly. I compared to this person over there and they've done it far better than me. Therefore, I have not done it well enough. So let's notice those pressures, realize we didn't choose them and gain some perspective where we can come back to the facts. That is something that I find personally really valuable. You know, often there's things that I start to notice I haven't taken action on, even though they're valuable to me and I want to do them. And often when I really sit with that and notice the stories that I'm listening to, it tends to be like really pressured and very much a standard that actually I don't need to get it to that level to get started. So I think one of my other lessons in this letting go of perfect has been as we're setting goals to be realistic. And I used to have a huge amount of resistance around this. Back in, it's probably 2015 now, I started diving into this space and I was reading some of the books from some of the classic authors like Jim Rohn, um, Nightingale, um, psycho-cybernetics, all sorts of things like this. And I started to kind of at a surface level get the idea that our thoughts and our feelings are interconnected. And this whole idea of our subconscious being like a, a garden and what are we going to nourish and what are we going to plant in there? And I thought that was exciting. And I kind of got drawn away in the, the dopamine train of setting some big goals. But you know what? They were big goals with a lot of expectations in a very short term. So it kind of became like, again, that, that voice that we didn't choose, but like, yeah, go and achieve that, go and do that. Then you'll be good enough. Then you'll be good enough. But there were goals that were being set at a level of perfect in a time scale that just wasn't possible. So it was like after two weeks, I should have a plan together as to how I could move to some amazing mansion in Palm Beach or something. Yeah, I know that sounds ridiculous when you listen to it there, but that's the level of stuff that I was putting up. And they feel exciting when you set them. And then after a few days when you couldn't quite figure out the next step or it felt like too much or you'd avoided it and then two weeks later you went there, it just became more ammunition for, well, you're just not very good at this, are you? So one of the big lessons that I've had in the whole letting go of perfect is actually to start to set some more realistic goals. And that doesn't mean that the bigger picture can't be amazing and can't be something that inspires us and something that we want to work towards. It's like, let's map out the stepping stones and what they look like in a doable way, right? Because so frequently we end up doing just that. It ends up being this 
whole mountain where we say we want to get to the top of the mountain but I've no idea how to get there you know what I'm going to sit and read the book for long enough and then figure out how to get there rather than thinking right okay I'm going to map just getting a few meters up there and then a few more meters up there and asking for help and support along the way as well so whether that's in business whether that's in life in general I always find that letting go of perfect embracing the imperfections and leaning in to just making those goals a little bit more doable without dulling down the long-term dream is something that's been infinitely helpful and obviously along the way I'm sure many people talk about the idea of you know learning from mistakes that that's a huge thing at the same time we've got to give ourselves a bit of compassion mistakes feel uncomfortable and we know why they feel uncomfortable a lot of the time again there's another set of stories we've been handed quite often from when we were much younger that mistakes are bad we shouldn't make mistakes mistakes mean that we get detention mistakes mean that we stay later at school we miss out on playtime all these things are why at some level our mind and body has made a conclusion that mistakes are bad so let's meet that with kindness when that comes up and reassurance and when it feels right let's find the lessons because actually like let's take this as an example I was looking to buy some hats for Vetstagram and for Vet Empowered. And I started looking at first and I had this vision in my mind of what I wanted the hats to be like and what colours they had to be and so on and so forth. And I spent so long looking for those particular hats and could not find them that I almost gave up on doing it. And actually said, you know what, this first batch does not have to be the same as every other hat that you ever order. It's just putting them out there. Now, I don't want it to be that I go for a standard that I don't want. So I'm not going to say, you know what, I'm going to go to B&M and buy a hat and just stick a sticker on there and call it that'll do. I'm actually looking at what is realistic. Okay, they're good quality, they're reasonably sourced, they're available and I can get them in time for London Vet Show versus, okay, they've got to look this certain way if we're going to have them. And I'm going to wait for ages until I can actually track down the perfect supplier. And then that never happens, right? So actually, I was looking at taking the action and releasing perfect too. And another key part that I found alongside letting go of perfect is focusing on progress rather than perfection. And this again looks like that whole climbing the mountain piece, because so often, I used to just be like, right, we just need to get there. And my eyes were so fixed on how far away that was that I'd never acknowledge how far that I'd already come. Because we don't want in life to just have an end point that we aim for. You know, it's something that we're always going to keep growing. And that's the fun part. We are valuable regardless. But our skills, our experiences, the things that we're growing, the impact that we're having can keep progressing and keep growing. And there's value in that process. So few people talk about this part, but actually, yes, goals are wonderful, but so are intentions. So are setting out, how do I want to show up along the way? What is going to be my attitude towards the process and the progress? Rather than us ending up having that big stick of perfection beating us. As we said right at the beginning, you know, I, I now meet that with some kindness and some curiosity when it comes up and say, you know what, I hear you. I hear why you want me to do this perfectly but I am just going to readjust the gauge here a little bit towards what is important to me rather than this unattainable perfect. And I celebrate the heck of it, all the, uh, the heck out of it all the way through. 
because we don't do that otherwise. We don't lock it in. It becomes just a fleeting, oh, well, yeah, but we discount it. It wasn't as good as it could have been. It could have been better. I'm going to try again next time. Let's celebrate the fact that we took action, even when we didn't want to, that we took action, even when we didn't fully know the outcome, that we did something that we might not normally have done because that's us flexing that skill. That's us reminding ourselves that we're a person that can make things happen. I know I talk to lots of you about the idea of imposter thoughts and there's some really interesting work out there with the link between self-efficacy and imposterism and the idea that self-efficacy is our belief in ourselves, and it's something that we can build by taking conscious actions and actually being aware of the process that we put in. So this fits in with a letting go of perfect piece is to, you know what, I'm going to set a goal in whatever way that that looks. That might be something to do with a small business, that might be something to do with social media, it might be something to do with work, outside of work. Something that is important to you, but feels doable, and to focus on that process. And one insight that I've always found valuable for me, and again, it might be different for anyone that's listening, because again, we're all different, right? Is looking at a goal that has a reasonable timescale on it. One that you can put your mind to over the next week or the next two weeks or the next three weeks, something that feels like a comfortable timescale versus the classical thing, here's a goal over a year and life gets in the way. Having those shorter micro step goals mean that we can put our focus and our conscious attention on the fact that we are a person that can make things happen. And then we can start to align on what's important to us. What standard are we setting for this? Are we choosing? Is that kind? Is that compassionate? Are we celebrating? Because coming back to my hat example, next time around, I can order different hats and that's okay. I know that I can sell them. I know that I can gift them. I know that people want them. I know that it's something that we can do some good with. So is it that we're happy with these ones? And I'll reflect with the rest of my team on that as a question. But otherwise, if I just waited and waited and waited until I could find the perfect one, there'd be no hats, right? So in terms of the final things I say with letting go of perfection really are to, first of all, ditch the, ju- the judgment that comes up about those stories appearing because they're not ours. We didn't choose them. Often it's trying to keep us safe in some weird warped way is the way that I like to think about it because perfect and this idea that we've been given seems to have this emotion attached to it that at that point we will be universally accepted and loved and that we'll get all the things that we ever wanted and it'll be absolutely wonderful but actually we are valuable already and we can show ourselves compassion and we can find the people that surround us that show us that compassion for being us not for being a performing whatever we want to say in that moment that goes, oh, okay, I'm going to jump over this and then I'll be valuable because what ends up happening with that very fear-based mind and that negativity bias we have as humans is that pole that you've just jumped over just raises up another two inches and says, yeah, but you didn't do this. And we feel dejected and we feel down and we feel frustrated as well from there. So let us remember, we did not choose this idea of perfection. There is absolute value, uniqueness, and character in imperfection. Let's set realistic goals is definitely a lesson of mine. Learning from mistakes, 100%. You know what? I've been out there and failed fast and learned a lot and taken a lot of action. I focus on the progress where I can. 
I value the process. Yes, sometimes it's really freaking hard. Like, I'll be honest. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat this and say, you know what, when you start a business and when you go out and do things, oh, hooray, here's a mistake. I can't wait to learn from this. Sometimes you're like, oh gosh, this hurts. Like, I'm so sorry this hurts. What do you need? There will be a lesson eventually in this. Celebrating the heck out of things and getting curious. You know what? And sometimes it is in taking action. In fact, I say sometimes... I mean, a lot of the time, it's in taking action. We could sit there and learn about the best way to do press-ups, as Gary Vee says, or we could learn about the best way to exercise, but the way that we actually get stronger with that and improve our skills in it is taking action. Yes, there's some value to learn little bits, to tweak as we go, and for us to maybe take things to another level, and for us to understand that we're safe in what we do, but it does come in repetition. Same with confidence. We sat there and we're like, right, eventually I'm just going to feel confident in how to do this. If I sit here for long enough, then the confidence is going to come. It comes from a stepping out of our comfort zone and a starting to do things. So let's bring ourselves some compassion. Let's get curious and let's realize that just as one of my awesome business partners said, let's not get let perfect get in the way of good enough. That's like us saying instead of, okay, I need to jump forward a whole mile in this next step that I take. It's okay if I do 20 twentieths of a mile, one at a time, because guaranteed the other person's going to be sat there waiting and waiting. I hope this all makes sense. I absolutely love this lesson, letting go of perfect. And the other take on it is, you know what? You are the only you on this planet. There are, what, 7 billion people here and there is only one you. There isn't a perfect way for you to live your life because it's not the same as anybody else's. So just sit with that one for a while, that you are perfectly imperfect. You are the perfect version of you because nobody else is you. And that is a reassurance for me. Definitely, that's something that I sit into all the time. You know, when those thoughts come up from the ones that we didn't choose, that little voice that we didn't choose comes up and says, yeah, you should be further ahead of time by now. You should have done this. You should have done that. On whose measurement? On whose measurement? Because it's not mine. I'm just where I'm meant to be. And you're just where you're meant to be as well. So sending everyone listening, lots of love. I hope this first lesson on letting go of perfect is valuable. Please always remember there are people to help you work through this if you need it. If you start noticing, you know what, this is something that comes up for me, I need some more support around that, let's get curious and ask for someone to help talk that out because these are stories that none of us chose. Let's take some judgment off. Realize that we can make change. I'll tell you now, I still absolutely still sometimes have some thoughts of perfection and those pressures that come along. The difference is now that I notice them, I look after me and I think about, right, okay, how are we realigning moving forward? And that pays dividends. So lots of love, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, everyone. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love it if you would share your take-homes, subscribe on the podcast channel that you're listening, leave me a review, and make sure that you drop me a follow at Katie Ford Vet, and keep in touch.